Thanks for downloading or purchasing this sermon from Christchurch Forward. To find out more, visit forwardchurch.co.uk or join us on Sundays. Um, We are going to start our service by singing. Uh, It's a song that actually introduces the theme of our whole service. Um, If you've not been before, everything you need to know about the service and how long we're going to go on is on the green sheet that you were handed. So as the music starts, let's stand and sing our first song. Brilliant. Do take a seat. Well, if you've come in since we were singing, let me again welcome you to our all-age service. It's fantastic to have you with us today. Now, a few things to draw your attention to. In the centre of your service sheet, you'll have found one of these white sheets. This is just filling you in on things that are coming up in the week and gives you an opportunity to know what's going on and pray for what's going on. Uh, And if I can just draw your attention to a few things on the front. Firstly, followed by this service, we've got our church family picnic. That is for absolutely anyone up in the Mayfield Valley off Cottage Lane. If you're unsure where that is, then there are maps that you can pick up from here or the church centre over the way. Um, So do pick up one of those. If you need transport, maybe find me on the way out and we can sort something out for you. And I know that my colleague Tim last Sunday made a bold claim to students that you could just rock up without any food and everyone would feed you. Well, I have actually heard that someone in the church family has taken that seriously and cooked, shared loads of pizza uh, for today. So if you haven't brought lunch, don't let that put you off because somebody has kindly catered for you. Do come along. It'd be great uh, to spend time with you. A couple of other things uh, to let you know about. On the, on the front of the sheet as well, it mentions a gospel choir day. Next Saturday, we've got a chance to come together and, and sing, uh, learn a few songs, have great fun uh, rejoicing in some of the truths we're celebrating today, and then to sing at the evening service next Sunday. Um, there's still time to sign up, so do take one of these. Uh, if you're not going to uh, come along and sing, why not come along on the Sunday and invite people to come with you? Uh, more about that. And finally, uh, just to let you know that whilst it is an all-age service, we recognise that the very youngest uh, may struggle throughout. And so there is a creche over in the church centre for those under three. And you can take your children at any point. Uh, Gareth, uh, what's Don't wrong? touch me. Oh. Uh, what, what's the matter, Gareth? I just don't agree with you, all right? That's because you're wrong. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Well, what are you going to do about it? Me? Gareth, I'm not going to do anything about it. It's you who needs to change your mind and agree with me. Well, if you're going to have that attitude, then I'm just not bothering. Oh, you're so mature. Now, we all at different times, don't we, disagree or fall out. Gareth and I haven't actually disagreed today or fallen out. Today. Today. Yeah, I did say today. But we do. We all of us do at some points disagree or fall out, don't we? Uh, it might be over small things like who's going to buy Hot Lips's bananas that day. Not uh, me. But it might be over more important things like what we think. God is saying about Christianity in the Bible. I've got a question, actually. I've got a question kind of about uh, that sort of thing. Who are you? I'm Hetty Heckle. Hetty Heckle. Hetty Heckle. Yeah. I've got well, a question. I was well, just thinking, surely... But, 
Gareth, uh, surely, um, there's got to be more to this being a Christian stuff than just believing in Jesus. That was yes, my question. Yes, but me and Tamar I've are actually come up with a list of things that I think you've got to do before you can be in God's family. Um, I've come up with some, some visual aids to help us. Can you just pop these on the board? Well, but Tamar's yeah, supposed to be helping me. Oh, yeah, thank you very much. Come oh, on. Come on. Um, so the first thing, I think, surely you've got to do this to be a Christian. Surely you've got to go to church every week. Well, well, maybe well, you do, but... Well, and then the next thing I was thinking that you've got to do to be a Christian is you've got to pray and read the Bible. How else can you be close I'm to God? Not, I'm not sure and that... in order to be a Christian, you've got to do an awful lot of good things and you've got to give money to church or to charity. Is there any chance we can and just... Get hold on, there's more. It's very important, don't you think, as a Christian... Let me just check my list. Oh, you've got to be baptised and confirmed, surely. Have you quite finished? And no, I have not. Oh, right. um, let me keep going. Um, in order to be a Christian, well, you've got to be kind of respectable, maybe. You know, I, I go to forward church. I'm respectable. I, um, I try not to get angry. I do what my boss tells me to do. Good. Um, and I, you know, surely that's what I have to do. Could you go and sit down, then? No, I've got just one more. Um, surely you've got to know John 3.16 off by heart without looking it up. Um, is that it then? Well, for Petty, now, but I'm sure Petty, can... just looking at this, there's, there's an awful lot of things you're saying we have to do to be rescued. Yeah. There's loads. It's a good bit of heckling though, don't you think? <laughs> it was good heckling. Maybe if you have a seat... Just you sure for... you don't need a hand? I can... Well, I'm absolutely positive, okay, well, yes. Okay. I'll just be here if you need me. Uh, right, thank just you very much. Shout. That's just, great. Just right Excellent. Here. Okay. Um, uh, I wonder if sometimes some of us are a little bit like Hetty, and we think that in order to get into God's good books or to stay in God's good books, you need to do things. If that is you, then you're in the right place this morning because we're going to be looking at Acts 15. And in Acts 15, the church is arguing about whether you need to do things to stay in God's good books. Um, We're going to have a reading now. Um, And I think, where's my reader? Susie Susie is going to come and read for us. Um, And as Susie's coming out, let me pose you a question. You can be finding page 1110 in your Bibles. Um, But as we listen to the reading, see if you can spot what the problem is in the church at Antioch. What do people think they've got to do in order to be saved? Acts 15 verses 1 to 5. The council at Jerusalem. Certain people came down from Judea to Antioch and were teaching the believers, unless you are circumcised, according to the custom taught by Moses, you cannot be saved. This brought Paul and Barnabas into a sharp dispute and debate with them. So Paul and Barnabas were appointed, along with some other believers, to go up to Jerusalem to see the apostles and elders about this question. The church sent them on their way, and as they travelled through Phoenicia and Samaria, they told how the Gentiles had been converted. This news made all the believers very glad. When they came to Jerusalem, they were welcomed by the church and the apostles and elders, to whom they reported everything God had done through them. Then some of the believers who belonged to the party of the Pharisees stood up and said, The Gentiles must be circumcised and required to keep the law of Moses. This is the word of the Lord. Thank you, Susie. And do keep your Bibles open because we're going to be looking at Acts 15 throughout the service. Now, you know when disaster strikes in the world, they have to call together all these different agencies to meet a crisis meeting. Or maybe 
there's a threat to national security. And the Prime Minister calls a COBRA meeting, another crisis meeting. Well, this is what's kind of going on in Acts 15, which Susie has just read to us. There's a crisis moment for the Christians A big disagreement. Now, they can either ignore the disagreement and bury their heads in the sand, or they could run away. But instead, they say, no, we're going to gather together. We're going to have a crisis meeting, and we're going to try and work this through. We're going to try and work out what God really thinks about Christian rescue and salvation. Now, this is a key thing, a really essential, important thing for us to understand. Ah, that is good then, because I am here. I can help you understand huge, important things. My name is Professor Richter Schmitten Puppentrumpen. And I have brain size of the whole universe. And I am here to tell you, Trey Bake. Uh, Tamar. That's what I said, toenail. No, no, no. And I have here to tell you, will you be quiet, please? That um, there is a big problem. Here, I have visual aid for you. Melbob-rop. Oh, I'm reading it the wrong way around. Yes, this is visual aid to show that there is a big problem. You see, if we are honest with ourselves, um, me and you and everybody in the whole world are like disobedient children. And we rebel against God and we turn our backs on him. Watch this, I have other visual aid. We turn our backs on him and we tell him to shove off. We say we don't want anything to do with you. Now, this is very bad indeed. You do not want to turn your backs on a good and loving God. You see, God warns us over and over again that this will mean that one day he has to punish us. Now then, train track. Tamar? That's what I said, tray bake. Um, This this is a sad thing, but there is some very, very, very good news indeed. You see, God loves us so much that he sent his one and only son, Jesus, to take away the problem. Gone. Finished. Done. Kaput. I have visual aid to help you with this. Here is big problem. Here is Jesus, the lighter of the world. (laughs) Would you like this? Uh, And we, we light the lighter. And Jesus comes along, and he sorts out the problem. Quick, blow! Woohoo! All gone. Totally gone. Now, this is very exciting experiment. But you must not forget what it is about. You see, Jesus comes and takes the problem away. It is totally and utterly gone. This is it. Thank you very much. Good to see you. Uh, thank you. Avidasan. Okay, well, I think, actually, although he got my name wrong, he did help us help start to answer the question they were asking at the crisis meeting. Remember, they were trying to work out the answer to this question. Has what Jesus done really enough to rescue people? Spotted when you were listening to Susie read um, what the problem is. Have a look down in your Bibles again, page 1110, and let me read to you verse 1. It says this, Certain people came down from Judea to Antioch and were teaching the believers, unless you are circumcised, according to the custom taught by Moses, you cannot be 
saved. The same thing again is said in verse 5. But what does this mean? What does this mean? Um, To help us understand, we have the world-famous historian, Henrietta the Historian. Here she is. Give her a big round of applause. Thank you, thank you. That really is very fitting. Nice to see you. Nice to see you too. Uh, well, I'm glad you've called me because it just happens to be one of my specialist subjects along with flower arranging from the 17th century and uh, the ancient vicars of Christchurch forward. Now, enough of them. Let me answer your question. Thank you. I will. Now, for Israelites or or the Jewish Christians, having a non-Jewish person or a Gentile become part of God's family was actually very, very, very tricky. You see, they were completely different to them. They weren't careful about what they ate and the things they did. They didn't follow the law of Moses. Neither did they have the same customs or ceremonies like circumcision. Now, I I believe you met my good friend, the professor, earlier. Yes, very handsome man. Uh, I beg to differ on that one. But anyway, I believe when he came, he helped explain to us that Jesus came and he dealt with our problem of sin and completely rescued us. That's it, yes. Well, you see, the Jewish Christians at this crisis meeting, there were some who thought that wasn't enough. That as well as Jesus dying, you had to keep certain customs to be rescued. Got it? Yes. That was a problem. I hope that's been helpful. I need to get going. I'm in the middle of a dig at the vicarage at the moment. So far, we've managed to excavate one of Hugh Palmer's old slippers and Philip Hacken's early cricket bat. Tally-ho! Toodle pip! Thank you very much, Henrietta. Um, So... You have to keep certain customs in order to be saved. Does that mean that what Jesus did wasn't enough to save people? I wonder what God is going to do and say about that. Um, Our next song might give you a bit of a clue. Uh, Please have a seat. Uh, If you look in your Bibles again at page 1110, uh, you'll find in verse 6 that this meeting got underway. Have a look. Verse 6. The apostles and elders met to consider this question. And it's a meeting with three speeches, three speeches and one letter. Three speeches and one letter. But more importantly, it's a meeting where those gathered are keen to work out the answer to the question. Does God think what Jesus did was enough to rescue people? Now, I believe you met Henrietta earlier. Yes, the ugly lady. Uh, Very intelligent lady, I think you'll find. Well, she said, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, that some Jews believe that Jesus didn't do enough to rescue. So they had to keep customs as well as trusting in Jesus. Is that right? Yep. Yep. Well... Peter had something to say. So look down at verse 7, and we're going to hear speech number one at this crisis meeting. After much discussion, Peter got up and addressed them. Brothers, you know that some time ago, God made a choice among you, that the Gentiles might hear from my lips the message of the gospel and believe. God, who knows the heart, showed that he accepted them by forgiving them, by giving the Holy Spirit to them, just as he did to us. 
He did not discriminate between us and them, for he purified their hearts by faith. Now then, why do you try to test God by putting on the necks of the Gentiles a yoke that neither we nor our ancestors have been able to bear? No, we believe it, as it's through the grace of our Lord Jesus we are saved, just as they are. So Peter was saying that Greeks and Romans, men and women, boys and girls, crippled and blind, rich and poor, white and black, all of them had come to know Jesus by trusting in his rescue. Uh, And you know what I think? I think that as Peter was telling his friends in in Jerusalem uh, that what had happened as he talked to non-Jewish people, he must have had a great big smile on his face because amazing things had happened. Take a look at verse 7. God wanted them, even them, non-Jews, to hear the good news. And they heard it and they believed Get in, Peter would have thought. Um, Verse 8, God gave even them, non-Jews, the Holy Spirit. Amazing things probably happened as God gave his stamp of approval on these new baby Christians. And if you look on to speech number two, which is very short, in fact, it doesn't tell us much about it, um, Paul and Barnabas got up and said exactly the same thing. The Holy Spirit came to these people. You can hear it going on in Peter's mind. Way to go, Jesus! Verse 9, it gets even better. Uh, God gave even them, non-Jews, clean hearts, just like he did for the Jews. Whoop, whoop, yeah. I think he probably got even more excited than that. Uh, But the point is this. It all only happened because of what Jesus did. So back to that question. Did God the Father think Jesus the Son had done enough to rescue people. Well, we see here that God the Holy Spirit shows clearly and amazingly, definitely, Jesus had done enough. The answer is yes, Jesus did it all. Isn't it brilliant that we have in the Bible, the New Testament, recorded all the things that only Jesus could do so that we can know we can rescue be rescued by him alone as well. And that's why Peter, in his speech in Acts 15, goes on in verse 10 to say, look, if this is a case, if we can only be rescued by Jesus alone, why would we disobey God? Why would we make it confusing for people to trust in Jesus? Who are you? I'm friends with Batgirl on the front row. (laughs) (laughs) And my name is One Way Man. One Way Man. Uh, Why are you here? Well, I've come to see if you can answer some questions. Oh, great. Well, why don't you come into the middle? Because it'd be actually easier for everyone to see if you stood right here. But I'm One Way Man, and I can only go one way. I see. Let okay. me get on with those questions, uh, mere okay. human. Okay, thank me. They're pretty difficult, but here's the first one. How many ways are there out of a maze? Hands up. Yes. One way. Well done. Maybe you can answer the questions together from now on, because you'll sense there's a bit of a theme. 
The second question is this. If I take this cup under the force of gravity and drop it, how many directions can it go? One way. You were right, mere humans. Uh, third question, if Tamar is driving down a street and she sees this sign, in how many directions can she go? Should she go? <laughs> well, there you have it. Uh, this is to illustrate a very important point for you. You see, like a maze... Uh, and a cup under the force of gravity, and Tamar on a one-way street. There is only one way for us to get to know a good God, and that is through Jesus and nothing else. Well, mere humans, it's been great to see you, and I'll be off now, in this direction. Cue music. Ah. Here we go! Well, Peter finished his speech with this line. Look at it in verse 11. We believe it is through the grace of our Lord Jesus that we are saved, just as they are. Everybody gets to Jesus one way, gets to God the same way, only one way only through trusting in Jesus. And we're going to sing about Jesus' amazing rescue now as we stand and sing what a mighty, mighty saviour are. It'd be fantastic as we celebrate this is rescue for all ages to have all ages helping me at the front with the action. So do come forward as the music begins and let's sing what a mighty, mighty saviour. Brilliant. Thanks for your help. Do take a seat. Now there's one more very important piece of the puzzle that needed to be put in place before this crisis meeting could be absolutely sure. Cue James and speech number three. Follow along in your Bibles. It starts at verse 13. When they finished, James spoke up. Brothers, he said, listen to me. Simon has described to us how God first intervened to choose a people for his name from the Gentiles, The words of the prophets are in agreement with this, as it is written, After this I will return and rebuild David's fallen tent. Its ruins I will rebuild and I will restore it, that the rest of mankind may see the Lord, even all the Gentiles who bear my name, says the Lord, who does these things, things known from long ago. If something happens that you're not sure about. Maybe you've got a question about Christian things and you're not sure who to ask or something crops up at school or at university or at work and you're left thinking, what do I do? Well, the best thing to do is to find out what God thinks and the best place to find out what God thinks is in the Bible. I have this great picture in my mind as I imagine James early in the morning before this very important crisis meeting. Uh, He sat there in his favourite armchair about to spend his special time with God, a habit that would be really good for all of us to get into. In one hand, he's got his porridge. Thanks. Uh, In the other hand, he's got his mug of coffee. Um, And on his knee, the most important thing of all, he has his Bible. Uh, And as he sits there having his breakfast, he asks himself the question, you know, should we expect non-Jewish people to become part of God's big family? And as he reads his Bible and listens to the answer from God, 
The answer is a big fat yes. Have a look at verse 15. James tells the people that the prophets, that's all of God's messengers, the people who God used to write a whole chunk of the Old Testament, all of them had always expected non-Jewish people to be part of God's family. James quoted in his speech the book of Amos, which was written 700 years before Jesus was born. And he did it showing that God had promised ages and ages before that all of mankind, that means every sort of person from every different country could one day be part of God's great big family. Speech three is done. James suggests they write a letter to everyone, everywhere, including us, way down through time. A letter which answers that question. Does God think that Jesus did enough to rescue people? And here's what he says, verse 19. It is my judgment, therefore, that we should not make it difficult for the Gentiles who are turning to God. Basically, you know what, fellas? We've disagreed. We've met. We've looked at what God has done. We've listened to what God has said. And it seems pretty obvious to me that Jesus and all he did at the cross is the only way for anyone everywhere to get to know God and be saved. So let's write a letter. Um, A letter that lets people know it's not about anything else. So being rescued is not about keeping the law of Moses or following certain ceremonies and customs. Being rescued isn't because we go to church every week or read the Bible and pray daily, although they're good things to do. We're not rescued when we're baptised or confirmed or do good things and give money to charity. Being rescued isn't to do with coming from a certain place or looking a certain way or behaving in a certain manner. It's not even to do with learning bits of the Bible off by heart. Being rescued and having life in heaven with God forever is not earned. It's not a prize for our effort in any way. It is a free gift to us who don't deserve it from a good God. Oh, that is just amazing. Oh, oh, that's amazing, isn't it? That's, that's so great. Thank you. I'm so glad we've got that sorted. Well, I wonder if you know what? It's what? so good. I think we should sing about it. Well, that's a great idea. Yeah, we in should fact, sing we were just, going and to. And you know what? After, after we sing, we should pray. That's exactly the right thing well, to do. Yeah, maybe we should. Have you, have you got anyone got to pray yet? Because uh, well, I, I tend to not be that nervous in front of people. Yeah, so we've noticed. I could, yeah. Uh, okay, feed. well, listen, look, why, why don't and you know have what? I just think, whilst we're singing this one, why don't we take an offering just to show how thankful we are? That is a great idea, as is sitting down and shutting up for a little bit. <laughs> Thanks. Uh, yeah, we are going to sing um, a, a song we all know, but one that reminds us of what we learned. We are saved in Christ alone. And this is a church chance for the church family to give. Um, if you're a guest, don't worry about that one little bit. Just pass the bag on by. Let's stand as the music starts. Great, well sung, have a seat. Um, as uh, Hetty suggested, we actually had planned this already, Hetty, um, the Davis family are going to come and lead us in our prayers. You'll need your service sheets because there's a couple of prayers to join in with. 
Um, as we start our prayers, um, we're going to say sorry to God um, for the ways that we've not lived um, to please him. So let's say the confession together. Heavenly Father, you have loved us with an everlasting love, but we have gone our own way and broken your laws. We are sorry for our sins and turn away from them. For the sake of your Son, who died for us, forgive us, cleanse us, and change us. By your Holy Spirit, enable us to know that Christ alone can rescue us to live for you and to please you more and more. Amen. And we'll just keep praying. Thank you, God, that you know us. Thank you, God, that you love us, even when we are naughty. Thank you, God, that we don't need to do anything special to make you love us. Thank you, God, for Jesus, who died so everyone can be saved. Help us to know Jesus is all we need. Amen. Lord God, please help us. You are so good to us. You have blessed us with very much. Yet we are proud and competitive and forgetful. Even when we know that it is only by the grace of our Lord Jesus that we are saved. Our thankfulness can turn quickly to wanting to get our own way once again. Forgive us when we burden others with our own expectations. Help us, Lord, to remember that we're all your children. Whether we find life easy or difficult, may this reminder encourage us to keep going, always thankful for Jesus. Thank you, Lord, for the example of Paul and Barnabas and how they encouraged the early church to be united in Jesus. Thank you for our church family, and thank you that although we are all different, we can be a family because of Jesus. Please help us to remember our identity in Jesus when we find our differences challenging or hard work, and help us to be united in Christ. Help us to remind each other of him and encourage each other to keep trusting him and nothing else. And we pray for the church picnic today, Lord. Thank you for the chance to spend time together. May we enjoy spending time with each other. May we thank God for each other, speak of Jesus to each other, and grow in love for each other and for you. Um, further afield, we pray this morning for Helen Atkinson and the team at the Yorkshire Camps. Uh, thank you for Helen's willingness to serve you there. And as a, a new school group visits this week, we do pray for a fun and safe holiday and that, may, that many may hear of the good news of Jesus. We also pray, Lord, for Rachel Olney working in Vienna. We thank you for Rachel, for her faithfulness and for her perseverance. As today is her birthday, we pray for her celebrations and that they will provide many opportunities for conversations about you, Lord Jesus. As we close, let's say the Lord's Prayer. 
our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as in heaven. Give us today our daily bread. Forgive us our sins as we forgive those who sin against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For the kingdom, the power, and the glory, now and forever. Well, our Father in heaven knows exactly everything that is going to happen and when it's going to happen. He's not surprised by anything. But that's not true for us, is it? We don't know everything that will happen. And sometimes the next thing that does is surprising. We're going to see that in James's letter in Acts 15 in a minute. But first, let's watch a video and ask ourselves, what happens next? Um, often surprising things that we don't expect do happen. And when we spot those in the Bible, it's a really good thing to have a good think about them because often it helps us to see something new. So uh, what surprising thing happens next? As James adds something to his letter that says, Jesus did enough to rescue us all. Have a look at verse 20. It says this. Tell them to abstain from. Abstain means don't do something. Tell people to abstain from eating food polluted by idols, from sexual immorality, from the meat of strangled animals, and from blood. Now, these may have all been fairly normal things for the non-Jewish people to do before they became Christians. But they were also things that Jewish Christians would have found really difficult. And so James's point is this. Knowing that there is only one way, knowing that you are totally 100% rescued by Jesus alone, doesn't mean that you can do exactly what you want, forgetting about living God's ways or other people. You see, God's kindness to us in Jesus should produce a similar response in us as we think of God and other people too. So Jesus, he put other people's needs before his own, didn't he? Well, we should do the same. Um, God, he found a way to provide for forgiveness rather than to get angry. Well, maybe that's something we should do too. Uh, God goes to great lengths in order to make sure that we know about his wonderful rescue that doesn't cost us anything. Maybe that's something you'd like to think about, about how we maybe remind each other week in and week out of that amazing rescue, or tell people who haven't heard about it at all for the first time. That is just fabulously, oh, amazingly, super duper, isn't it? Do you want to just sit? Oh, I know, you know what I want to do? I want to sing. That's what I want to do. Well, actually, I was about I think to Grace say Unmeasured would really, really fit with what we've just been talking about. We should sing Grace Unmeasured. Uh, well, and you know, it's, that's it's actually one of my favourites as well. Let everyone up. Come on, let's sing. Okay, let's sing Grace a, a Unmeasured. Let's, let's stand and uh, sing. Yeah, all right, let's yeah. all stand as a music fan. Thanks, Hetty. Please have a seat. Uh, do join us up on the picnic field for the picnic. Uh, the sun is coming out just in time. Uh, but as we finish our service, let me pray for us. Heavenly Father, thank you that there is only one way to be rescued. Thank you for totally taking our problem away. Thank you for Jesus. Help us to trust in him for our salvation and only him. 
Amen.